You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a post-Thanksgiving episode of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante, and we've got a packed slate of news, rumors, and updates to take you through just kidding. Nothing happened. Well, a couple of things are maybe in the works. I guess we'll sort it all out for you. We're going to be talking George Springer, JT Real Muto, and a number of free agents that the Blue Jays are apparently chasing coming up quickly behind us in our rearview mirror. We're going to talk uh, a potential trade with the Mets that might work out and uh, the Phillies lying to the Daily News about how much money they've lost during the pandemic because some franchises just can't help but be sleazy even during the downtime. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Please subscribe. Drop us a mailbag question with your review, and we will be happy to answer it in a future episode. Thomas, coming off the Thanksgiving rush, a bit of a muted event this year. What would you do? Did you have a good holiday? Yeah, solid. I'm upset because I I dropped the ball with the Thanksgiving pizza. I didn't do it, but I have. Well, it's not easy to do that. No one has ever done that before. So, <laughs> uh, have a blueprint now that I think we're gonna try. Maybe we'll try it for Christmas, uh, just to f around. But if not next year, I know exactly what I'm gonna do for the Thanksgiving pizza. Uh, holiday was solid. Nothing special. Uh, limited exposure to everybody. Um, no MLB rumors. Uh, crappy football. Pretty much uh, one of the worst Thanksgiving weekends in recent memory. But, you know, we're here and we got to be thankful for just existing, I guess. So how about yours? Yeah, I went and went home briefly. Uh, couldn't wait for it to be over, honestly. <laughs> Ate outside, did the thing, uh, did the 2020 thing. Uh, glad to have time with family. But, yeah, you know, you'd, you'd rather not be doing any of that. And so uh, it, it was probably nicer to relax the couple of days after, honestly. Yeah. Um, but But a fun time was had and the most fun time possible under these circumstances and at least I'm not Matt Patricia. Um, so we will uh, <laughs> let's let's dive into this uh, a little bit. 
So the the Toronto Blue Jays, I think, from what we all saw in 2020, uh, in the shortened season that took place all in Buffalo uh, at that ridiculous uh, minor league facility, uh, the Blue Jays were definitely a thorn in the Yankees' side. There's no doubting that they are a a contender for the AL East to be taken seriously in the years to come. Uh, Great young core. Vlad Guerrero Jr. appears to have shed like 60 pounds already this offseason. So that's great. That'll help uh, with the lateral quickness and all that stuff. Although even when he was bad, he still kicked our ass. So I don't really know Mm -hmm. what it was like to experience him being not good because I think he went two for four in every game the Yankees played in Buffalo this year. But that being said, you know, Guerrero, Biggio, Guriel, uh, you know, these are annoying players that are very good. No rotation on that team, but didn't much matter. Bo Bichette, uh, Flo Bichette, Boba Fett, uh, they hit the hell out of us this year. And, you know, you're, you're right to be scared of them, um, you would say, based on the evidence we have. They have been connected to every major free agent so far, pretty much. Uh, JT Real Muto, that buzz heated up last week. Uh, they could certainly use a catcher, although, once again, Danny Jansen, I think, hit 980 against us, so who knows. Um, George Springer and the Jays apparently are the most serious pairing so far. They've gone beyond talking, uh, which was the latest rumor from, uh, from over the weekend, which I assume means second base. I don't know. Not sure. Uh, but that's like, that's something we have to take seriously. And we have seen them in the DJ LeMahieu chase. MLB trade rumors actually predicted the Jays for DJ LeMahieu as a destination. Uh, although the recent buzz from Sunday night was actually pretty good for us uh, because it was the first indication that they may be coming to terms with the idea of not signing LeMahieu. Uh, reportedly, uh, John Morosi leaked that the Jays are interested in Colton Wong as their primary second base target if LeMahieu goes back to the Yankees, which industry sources still expect to be the case. So acknowledging that in a tweet is hopefully the first step towards that becoming reality. Although Colton Wong, still pretty good pickup for the Jays. I mean, they are they are inclined to make big budget additions uh at any position possible so even if the Yankees and LeMahieu you know we've heard about them being the industry favorite forever uh even if that does materialize LeMahieu does come home to the Bronx uh the Jays are still set on getting a premier player to play second base next year adding to their already impressive offensive and defensive core uh there's a lot to be scared of here I don't know what the plan is with they want a second baseman badly, but what are they going to do with Biggio? It's, their middle infield is Biggio and Bichette, so I'm not sure what, why that's their thing. I guess Biggio can theoretically move to the outfield. Just a super utility man. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Ted, wake up. Huh? You look exactly like me. I am you, Ted, from the future. You need to call Progressive. What? Why? Well, they have 24-7 protection when you bundle your home and auto. And my teleportation cube just smashed into your car. Wait, you crashed into my car? Technically, it's our car. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. And yeah. And then Guerrero to first, him to third, and yeah. Guriel to the outfield. Yeah, I don't Whatever. Know. Yeah, so, I mean, initially, especially when the real Muta, well, we did an article that we were luck. We, we were, that Yankee fans should have been thankful that Kevin Gossman turned down their three-year offer because, as you said, they don't really have a rotation. They have Hinjin Ryu and uh, Nate Pearson pretty much as the two guys headlining things Tanner Roark stinks uh Trent Thornton not really a thing so a third guy in there would have helped them you know get on track to having a more complete rotation and Gossman has a ton of experience in the AL East and he's pretty solid against the Yankees so uh glad that he accepted the qualifying offer with the Giants as opposed to uh going with this three-year deal with the Blue Jays that certainly threw a wrench in 
their plans to bolster their starting rotation. Initially, I thought that all this interest in all these players, Springer, Real Muto, Gossman, uh, what other not? Like, they were, they, it was literally everybody. Hang on, I have the list, like, right here. LeMay, oh, yeah, LeMay, we just said, Brad Hand came up, Michael Brantley, Justin Turner, and obviously the trade rumor surrounding Francisco Lindor. The Blue Jays are viewed as one of, one of the suitors there. I thought this was kind of like mental warfare. They were trying to, uh, I guess, put on the Yankees because the Yankees are in a bad position with their payroll and kind of with their roster. Um, another thing I wrote about this morning and how it's ridiculous that the Yankees are facing this many roster questions with all the star studded players they have, but here we are makes sense for 2020 pretty much par for the course. Uh, but you look at the blue Jays payroll 77 committed uh, 77 million committed uh, for 2021. And I think 86 million committed for 2022. So this is the time for them to make a move. And especially because all these guys, all these younger guys in the core, as we were talking about, Vlad Guerrero, Bo Bichette, uh, Kayvon Biggio, um, going to be uh, rising arbitration costs as the, year, as the years progress. So the time to make a move for somebody is now perhaps the, their ownership wants to capitalize on this market that is opportunistic, but not very much so for a lot of these other clubs who have tight payroll situations or um, have a lot of contracts tied to the books for the future and don't want to hamper themselves further financially. Blue Jays are in a good position to make one or two additions. Uh, don't know what they're going to do. I don't. I also don't think it's mental warfare. I think it's smart for them to get as many feelers out there to see who would be willing to play for them because it's not really the sexiest free agent spot. Um, and getting reaching out to all these agents and seeing what's up or at least just putting the rumors out there to potentially drive the price up for one of their rivals is a good idea. So I think I really don't like Mark Shapiro, but I think he's doing a good job. It is funny though, that none of these people are pitchers. Like they didn't yeah. solve that by getting Ryu like that a great signing and a great tone setter and like a good start here. But yeah, like you said, I mean, Roark, they're going to, they're going to do all they can to get out of the Roark contract. I think even though it's short term and that guy is not built he's gone next least. year. That's somebody who I thought was a good Yankee target as like a four or five starter. Yep. And then I watched it and I was like, eh, nope, not bad target, horrible target. Don't do that. <laughs> um, Nate Pearson, obviously pitching the bullpen last year, hundred mile an hour throwing uh, flame ball, man, uh, potentially a, a, a starter. Although once again, you know, the Nate Pearson starter buzz was a lot louder before he spent all of last year in the bullpen. And it's weird how much a year can change your mentality and the way you view things. But it's, you know, it's almost a Java situation where it's like, we'll keep him in the pen for a month or two. Uh, he got hurt. He barely pitched. And then now it's like, is that guy, he's a number two starter. That's what you're telling me. Like he, he threw eight innings last year and they were all out of the bullpen. Um, I don't know, I, I guess. But beyond Ryu and Pearson, there are a lot of holes there, but they're still connected to every offensive free agent on the market. Uh, so good for them. Although it is worth noting uh, that the Mets kind of thought they were going to be, be the George Springer people. Um, and if the Blue Jays are going to be the George Springer people, then I don't know where the Mets money goes. Um, speaking of the Mets, uh, Steve Cohen, for all his, uh, you know, little cute Q and A's on uh, Twitter and, and ways he's relating to Mets fans now, uh, you know, hedge fund billionaire. Uh, we, we love that guy. We love that relatable hedge fund billionaire. Um, <laughs> He did kind of lift a moratorium, uh, supposedly, uh, per him, we don't know, on, on outright competing with the Yankees, uh, which I do think is smart because these two teams are not rivals. 
they are only rivals because Met fans hate watching Yankee fans have success in the same city. Although I would argue that the Bronx and Manhattan are absolutely not Queens, two different cities, uh, very, very different places. Um, but they hate watching us succeed, but that's all they really hate about us. If the Mets get success independently, I'm pretty sure Mets fans are going to forget about Yankee fans pretty quickly. And I think that's Cohen's goal, make the Mets into a National League behemoth. If the teams face each other in the Subway Series, that's great. But if the Mets are, you know, competing for the World Series every year, then they're not really going to give a shit about what the Yankees are doing on the other side of town, which is how it should have been all along. That being said, if he is serious about ending the competition between the two teams, shouldn't the Mets and Yankees be more open to trading with each other? It's an easy subway ride across town. Uh, people will not have to give up their apartments. And often there are needs that could be fit uh, and helped out by either side, just bending a little bit to help their rival. So you pitched a trade this weekend that I am interested in. And I think you should probably uh, address what Cohen should maybe do if he's willing to tear down that wall. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy to address. Uh, I, I do. I like his commentary. He, sadly, he is a relatable billionaire, in my opinion. He yeah, it stinks. Like, it's weird. <laughs> an everyday dude who just like wants the t- wants the Mets to be good and wants fans to be happy. So, you know, I, don't, I, I guess that's that's the way you want it to be, even even if he's a billionaire and he's reaping the benefits in some capacity that the average person isn't, whatever. But he talked about having the Mets create their own excite, uh, excitement without worrying about what the Yankees are doing. And that's the way it should be. These, these teams are not rivals. They, if they ever meet, it will be in the world series. And it's happened once since these two teams had been, had, had come into existence. So it's not a rivalry. It's a fun, you know, intercity thing. They face each other a couple of times a year. You get bragging rights for a couple of weeks. That's, about it but the will ponds putting a halt and uh you know uh policy restriction on trading with the yankees is just it's a losing mentality and i've talked about it a million times if you're afraid that whatever trade you make with the yankees if you're that scared that it's not going to work out in your favor then you have a losing mentality because you don't believe that if you're talking with Brian Cashman or Hal Steinbrenner or whoever it is that you're going to get swindled in some capacity. So you clearly don't have the foresight to look ahead and make, you know, a smart move that's going to benefit you and, you know, convince them to do something that could potentially benefit them. It's bad business. That's what the will pen. That's what the will will ponds are and have been. And thankfully they're gone because as much as I don't really like the Mets and their fans, I am, it's excruciating to watch an ownership group pull that kind of crap. Um, anyway, I pitched this. I don't know if it's legit, whatever. Uh, Yankees and Mets should do a little deal, uh, mostly surrounding pitchers. Both both teams need help in different respects. So I suggested that the Yankees get Seth Lugo and Ahmed Rosario, and uh, the Mets get Adam Adovino plus $2 million to subsidize his contract for the 2021 season. Uh, Luis Sessa and number five prospect Luis Heal. So, okay, you might Mets fans are going to freak out because they all love Seth Lugo, and I get it. Seth Lugo is pretty good. However, the Mets don't really know how to use this guy. He's still being a hybrid starter bullpen pitcher, and that never works. I don't know when that. I don't know when in history that has ever worked, aside from like you know 1906 when you had guys just pitching whenever because nothing mattered. It doesn't work in modern day baseball. Lugo is clearly a guy who can give you length. He has great movement on his pitches. He strikes out batters. He should be a starter. And I think the Yankees should get him, put him in the middle of their back of the rotation, give them some more stability, veteran stability behind Garrett Cole, which they lack, especially because we don't know what's happening with 
uh, the impending free agents that the Yankees have to deal with this offseason. And in terms of the money they want to spend, Lugo, I think, is making like between three and five million. I don't have the number in front of me in his uh, in arbitration. So it wouldn't cost them a lot. And Ahmed Rosario, I think he'd be a great uh, utility guy for the Yankees up the middle. He could play second and short. Um, the Mets don't need him. They're clearly uh, moving forward with uh, Jimenez and uh, Guillaume, who who really stole the spotlight in limited time last year. So there's really there's no need for the Mets to keep Rosario, especially because they do have Jeff McNeil, who they're probably going to move back to second base, and JD Davis is probably going to stick at third. So that's your infield right there, and Rosario is clearly the odd man out. So why create? you know, some sort of roster controversy with him. He's a prospect who came up with the team, homegrown guy, don't need to have any of those internal issues, get rid of him, put him in a favorable situation with the Yankees. He's probably profiles more as a backup player anyway. I think he'd be great behind DJ and uh, Glaber, assuming that's what we roll with. For the Mets, quickly here, Ottavino, think the guy needs a change of scenery. He's still an effective reliever. He had three really, really... Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage for Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Bad outings in 2020 that inflated his stats. Um, I know that he was not relied upon in the postseason last year or this past season, but that could change. The Mets need a lot of bullpen help, and I think Adovino and Sessa are better than a majority of the guys in there. There's still a lot of question marks surrounding Dylan Betances. Um, you're not going to convince me that Chas uh, and Shreve is anything uh, of note. Both of those guys are better. Put them in the bullpen. It gives you at least depth. It gives you length. It helps you if the starters are having trouble. Both of those guys can go multiple innings if need be. And Sess is super cheap. I think he's making under $2 million or something. And if we send over $2 million for Otto's contract, that's $7 million for 2021. That's a million more dollars than Batances is making uh, for the Mets. So really not that bad. And the Mets need some prospects. So why not send them over a starter, especially because there's – a they don't know what's going to happen after 2020, uh, 2021 with Syndergaard hitting free agency and Stroman hitting free agency. That's going to be two guys they're losing right off the bat. Heel, Luis Heel is a guy who is probably MLB ready at this point. The Yankees don't necessarily need him because they have a lot of pitching depth uh, with Davey Garcia and Clark Schmidt likely to profile as starters for this team for the foreseeable future. So that could help the Mets as well, make the trade a little bit more sexier for them. And I think it helps everybody. I don't know. I'm just trying, I'm trying to help everyone. That's all I'm doing. Heels in pretty much every trade we pitch ever, just because we don't really know what we can do with him. And it's like, he's a good prospect. Um, I'm intrigued. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the Phillies and the daily news expose that blew the lid off the Yankees finances. Maybe probably not stick around. We are back. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I I do want to get my hands on Seth Lugo. I do like that. And Ahmed Rosario, uh, has already uh, honestly, you know, walked off at Yankee Stadium, uh, which is something the most visiting players uh, have never gotten a chance to do. Uh, so we're going to give them, you know, credit for that. That that was pretty impressive. Um, so 
Yeah, Rosario is a former top prospect who no longer has a home and might not have a home <laughs> in his next destination either. Uh, but at least it could potentially be uh, with us. It's something to explore. Uh, so on to the Phillies and, and the firestorm they created this weekend, um, which God bless them and God bless the Daily News just for running with this unchecked. Uh, somebody on the Philly side of things uh, spoke to the spoke to the New York Daily News uh, in an article about how they they have no money. They're just completely out of money, uh, empty. You know, no where there used to be money piles, there no longer are money piles. Um, they they led by saying that they can't afford JT Real Muto this offseason, and that's a shame um, because obviously you know all the Phillies players want him back. Bryce Harper wore like a signed JT shirt for the next for for like several straight months. Uh, that's kind of nuts. Uh, and, and apparently they they don't have enough money in the coffers for him, uh, which is embarrassing, but I digress. Uh, the Phillies claimed in this article about being unable to afford their best player that uh, they lost $2 billion during the uh, 2020 year. Um, so that's a 60-game season, no fans, uh, no gate revenue, but obviously sponsorship stuff and, and the playoff deals that go to all the participating MLB teams. Uh, $2 billion that's that's so many losses that that's a huge loss um and also i i will say we we haven't really heard much about you know nba teams and nhl teams that had to send their teams to bubbles haven't heard a lot about their losses it's mostly just mlb teams who like to leak their losses but the phillies claimed two billion in this article and the yankees hal steinbrenner earlier in the offseason claimed that the yankees had lost more money than any other team which would put them above two billion dollars which just i mean you know i i'm not even sure I, that, apparently we're spending more money on full baseball seasons than I ever dreamed uh, possible because that is just, that is like investing in the Titanic the day before it sinks like $2 billion. And that's not even the lowest. That's not even the highest amount. Like the Yankees have lost more than that. That's crazy. Uh, lo and behold, later in the afternoon, somebody in Philadelphia goes, I don't think the $2 billion figure is correct. I have the Phillies losses at $145 million. And then the Daily News goes in and sneaks in and edits that article. And, and they say, uh, we may have had an incorrect figure earlier uh, and we have changed it. As if anybody read that article for the first time during the morning and was like, two billion, that's crazy. And then went back in later and was like, wait, there's a tiny asterisk here now. I'm glad I read this article a second time because I just wanted to read the two million number again. So it would seem that the Yankees have lost if their claims are accurate, that they've lost the most money of any MLB team somewhere above $145 million, which, you know, big chunk of change. It's part of a payroll. It's not 2 billion plus dollars. Uh, so exhale there, I guess, but based on, you know, leaking the incorrect figure and all that kerfuffle getting started, it's pretty clear why major league owners are fighting to delay the opening of the 2021 season by up to a month. Uh, in order to get a larger crowd in there. They are clearly ready to cry poor once again, uh, leaking just monstrous 20 times the actual number losses to places we thought were reputable papers. Yeah, I mean, what did they... When I saw that, I was like, did they did they hire Kurt Schilling as a financial advisor for the <laughs> fucking 2020 season? making the Major League season? Baseball video yeah. game. Yeah he's, yeah, he's investing in, like, weird, weird video games that's having this team tank. I mean, I looked up... Right when that happened, I was like, "There, how, how much are the Phillies worth? I went to Forbes 2019 valuations. The Phillies are worth, in total, $2 billion. So uh, <laughs> somebody got the math wrong because your franchise does not fold... Uh, after one shortened season with no fans, that is financially impossible. Um, I'm not a math guy, but 
I think a $145 million loss on a net worth franchise of $2 billion is, is kind of a blip on the radar. You know, I am not one to really get involved in other people's business, but once again, we're hearing, like you said, only the MLB owners complain about this. And it's, if the Yankees, you would imagine the Yankees probably lost around 200 million, you know, they lost the revenue from games, which is big. They lost the merch sales in the stadium, which is big. Um, so, but the Yankees are worth $5 billion. So like, I also don't even care about that. And in the issue with the Phillies, it's like, dude, don't suck. And maybe the losses won't feel as bad. The Phillies have the longest playoff drought in the national league. Did you know that? I they didn't know suck. that. And I don't they see how suck. that's possible. I, yeah. I beat both. Cause the Marlins made the playoffs this year. Uh, the Padres made the playoffs this year. Um, every shit team that you could ever imagine managed to sneak into the playoffs the last two years and the Phillies are still stuck. And this is more of an, I think these financial losses are more of an indictment on what the Phillies are doing than, than them, you know, having to suffer from financial losses because you invest in Bryce Harper. Great. And then you invest in Zach Wheeler. Great. And then you have nothing else. You, you paid for Andrew McCutcheon, which, you know, that ended up, that ended up being a bad luck signing, but like, was that smart to give a guy who is in his mid thirties, $20 million a year? Like probably not. Uh, Odubel Herrera kind of threw things to the wayside for them after he got involved in all that trouble. Um, they overpaid for Gene Segura, which didn't end up being great. Um, and then, you know, they trade for JT Real Muto and everybody's under the assumption he's going to get re-signed. And now apparently they can't afford, you know, $125 million contract because they lost $145 million over the last year. The Phillies are not good. They're poorly run. That's why they're now linked to every high profile front office executive you can imagine, because now we're looking at the very real possibility that Bryce Harper is going to be playing under some short, some sort of a short-term retool or rebuild, because if this team is not bringing it back JT Real Muto, if they're not going to give out other contract contracts this off season, then something's going to happen this year. They might have to get rid of a, a bigger name guy to, I guess, expedite this process. Uh, thing that we, you know, let, let me quickly just mention this. Based on the Mets trade that we talked about, we're going to be doing these trade scenarios with the Yankees and every other team for the next month. So we're going to see, we're going to explore deals. We're going to see what could possibly happen. And now the Phillies are emerging as a very intriguing trade partner because if they're looking to get money off the books and or trade people with high value because they want to a also get some of that money off the books and B get a quick return in terms of major league talent and to replenish the farm system, then that's where the Yankees can strike. But at this point, if this is what the Phillies are doing, you have to think they're getting rid of somebody who's like semi high profile. So they can get that immediate return. That's going to help them because they can't be a rebuilding team with Bryce Harper. It just, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's they are a perfect destination for Cashman to go poach people. The only question is, who do you want to poach? And it's like Bryce Harper is the answer. And so you can't do that. And it's like, do you really want, like, they weren't willing to pay for Zach Wheeler last year. So do you really want, like, the back end of Zach Wheeler's prime? Like, the best year of Zach Wheeler's contract probably already happened. And, like, next year will also be better than the back half. So what do you want to do there? I don't know. Uh, like Segura is a helpful player, but as a utility guy, but, but you are right. They do match up well, as long as it isn't the Yankees dumping prospects. Well, you're, missing, you're missing a very big player. Am I really? Yeah. What if, no. what if they, what if they, what if they said, fuck it, let's trade Aaron Noah. 
No? Okay, yeah, that is a guy, right? He's got, if they're not getting, see, my logic here is they're not giving out contract extensions, and he's got two years, he's got this year, next year, and then a team option after that. And he's making like between 14 and 16 million over that span. It's a great deal for a top end starter. They can parlay that in the talks. And if they're not giving him a contract extension and they're not competing within this two year window, then there's no sense in keeping him. He is good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take him. Yeah. I, I, the Phillies, it blows my mind every year that like, this is a core I would have expected to be a playoff team. Like I've picked them to be a wildcard team or an NL East winner for the last three years. And the fact that they couldn't get it done in 2020 is mind boggling to me. Like they were so they were even better than they'd been in the recent past. Uh, Like, and like you said, a MLB for their sakes, you want to talk about money losses and, and recouping finances and all the things that major league baseball is going to have to reckon with in in the next couple of years. You know, it's a pretty embarrassing and a pretty rough way to, to, you know, increase your financial losses having two iconic players like the faces of the league in Bryce Harper and Mike Trout never be in the postseason ever (laughs) never be competing for championships under any circumstances Mike Trout went Mike Trout's playoff career playoff career he's one for 12 that's that's uh that's what you call bad that's a series a sweep in which he hit a home run against the Kansas City Royals got no other hits in 12 at-bats and has never appeared in the postseason since 2014 uh, Bryce Harper's Nationals, uh, you know, never made the World Series with Bryce in Washington. Were known as a snake-bitten franchise, but at the very least, were in the playoffs every other year, 2012, 2014. You know, never got over the hump, but at least got to the hump, looked at the hump, waved at the hump, said, we'd love to get over you, but we can't. Um, so we're now looking at two years of Bryce Harper in Philadelphia, both of which have gone very poorly and both of which have cost a lot of money. Um, so if, if the Phillies are the ones who are leaking that they can't afford one additional player when they probably need two, three or four, then yeah, I'm not going to rule out an Aaron Nola trade to the Bronx. That's pretty exciting. Um, and I will just say we are conditioned by major league baseball at this point to sort of make excuses for embarrassing behavior. And like when I saw that MLB wanted to maybe talk about delaying the season from April into May, just to obviously shave 30 potentially not packed. I mean, those April games are probably not going to have full attendance. The fact that we have people at NFL games right now uh, during like the Thanksgiving heart of the pandemic is crazy and makes me realize that, you know, in April, Major League Baseball is going to be able to put people in those stadiums before a vaccine is widely distributed. Probably, in all likelihood, you know, we, we don't know, no, but, you know, probably a reduced capacity. But the fact that Major League Baseball is trying to kick the can down the line uh, until they can maybe welcome a full capacity instead of a reduced capacity. And we're just sort of like, that makes sense. I see why they want to do that. Yeah, that does make sense. Shorten year. Yeah, shorten 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, the NBA is rushing into another season. They just finished the bubble at a great financial loss. I'm sure for all teams who had to not only, you know, you know, get rid of fans for the final home stretch and playoff games, et cetera. Uh, but in fact had to pay for rapid testing and all the things that they needed to do to get, to turn Disney world into yeah. an NBA party zone. Um, they are rushing into a season that's going to start in December. Like, and there are going to be no fans in December, January, February, March, the NBA just experienced a fanless playoffs and are now rushing headlong into a fanless season which is what we just experienced that apparently threw off the whole economic ecosystem of major league baseball. So I do just want to say that we're, we're quick to go, Oh, they can't afford full fans in April. That does make sense. Might as well just take the full month off the schedule. Meanwhile, NBA people are like, 
six people per game in a suite, great, no problem. Well, December 12th, season starts. Season starts <laughs> next week. We're, we're doing it. Uh, so let's be vigilant as the offseason continues and maybe call MLB out on their bullshit because uh, this is undoubtedly going to become a narrative and a storyline uh, in the weeks to come. That is it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Folks, we wanted more concrete stuff over Thanksgiving weekend. We really did. We know you did too. Um, we know you wanted DJ LeMayhew uh, sitting at his Thanksgiving table with his lovely wife, uh, signing a contract on, on at the kids' table next to a, a glistening turkey. We didn't get it, uh, but hopefully we will get some more concrete news uh, coming shortly, and hopefully you all got to relax uh, with or without your families. Um, hopefully your mom got the Zoom link to work and all that good stuff. Um, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Make sure to drop us a five-star review. We've got some great guests coming in the coming weeks. We're going to be going back to three episodes a week. That was a Thanksgiving holiday only two-episode week. Uh, so we're going to be coming at you a lot more as hopefully the hot stove continues to intensify. Until next, listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call Seabus Seatown, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice cold Pepsi right here in Seabus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi. And say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. This time, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can catch me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. Please head on over to yanksgoyard.com. We got all the content there for you. As I said before, next month is going to be fun. We're doing potential Yankee trades with every other MLB team, including the rivals. Why not? It's it's going to be a great time. So we need your help. We want to hear some suggestions. Maybe we include one of your prospect packages. Who knows? Mailbags. We need them. Keep them coming. And until then, Wednesday's the next time. We'll see you, baby. Oh, Wednesday, everybody. Get psyched. We'll see you. Jamie's Log. Progressive. The Harrington's Backyard. Day 4, 2.18 a.m. I've been camping outside the Harrington house for four days now, proving that Progressive has 24-7 protection. Mr. Harrington says I don't need to do this, since Progressive protects 24-7 is a pretty easy concept to grasp, but I'm going to stay and prove my point. Besides, there's a big tree branch over the roof, and I think it's planning something. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.